Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, the appearance psychology podcast brought to you by the Centre for Appearance Research, a world-leading research centre based at the University of the West of England in Bristol, investigating everything related to the psychology of how we look. I'm Nadia, and this is our December Dictionary series, and today's term is intersectionality. The term intersectionality was first coined by legal scholar Kimberly Crenshaw while analysing the interconnectedness of sexism and racism within the justice system. Crenshaw published two articles in 1989 and 1991 using the term intersectionality to acknowledge, characterise and explicitly examine how structures of oppression marginalise black women in the US. Crenshaw argued that focusing on gender or race independently is insufficient when considering black American women because these social positions are experienced simultaneously. Since then, the term intersectionality has been extended to encompass many different intersecting social identities or positions and sources of oppression. Here's a more recent definition of intersectionality by Professor Crenshaw, published in the Washington Post in 2015. Intersectionality is an analytic sensibility, a way of thinking about identity and its relationship to power, originally articulated on behalf of black women. The term brought to light the invisibility of many constituents within groups that claim them as members but often fail to represent them. Intersectional erasures are not exclusive to black women, people of colour within LGBTQ movements, girls of colour in the fight against the school-to-prison pipeline, women within immigration movements, trans women within feminist movements, and people with disabilities fighting police abuse, all face vulnerabilities that reflect the intersections of racism, sexism, class oppression, transphobia, ableism, and more. Intersectionality has given many advocates a way to frame their circumstances and to fight for their visibility and inclusion. So then, central to the theorization of intersectionality is the idea that social positions that exist on a hierarchy of social power are not independent, rather they shape human existence simultaneously. As social positions intersect at the individual level, e.g. race and gender, experiences at those intersections are influenced by larger interpersonal and structural systems of oppression such as racism and sexism. Importantly, while Professor Crenshaw coined the term intersectionality and is a leading thinker on the topic, the idea it conveys is not new and has been long discussed by black feminists. Professor Patricia Hill Collins is a notable example of another black feminist scholar who's focused on intersectionality. In her book, Black Feminist Thought, Knowledge, Consciousness and the Politics of Empowerment, Patricia Hill Collins describes intersectionality as a framework for understanding the unique experiences of multiply marginalised individuals within a matrix of domination characterised by intersecting oppressions. In another book titled Intersectionality by Professor Patricia Hill Collins and Professor Silma Bilge, Collins and Bilge write, Intersectionality investigates how intersecting power relations influence social relations across diverse societies as well as individual experiences in everyday life. As an analytical tool, intersectionality views categories of race, class, gender, sexuality, nation, ability, ethnicity and age, among others, as interrelated and mutually shaping one another. Intersectionality is a way of understanding and explaining complexity in the world, in people and in human experiences. So now we have a couple of working definitions of intersectionality, let's now turn to how intersectionality can be used in the social sciences in both qualitative and quantitative research. 
In a recent paper published in 2020, led by Dr Jasmine Abrams, titled Considerations for Employing Intersectionality in Qualitative Health Research, Abrams and colleagues write, Intersectionality offers researchers a robust analytical approach to understanding and examining the interconnectedness of numerous socially constructed identities, e.g. race, gender, social orientation, class, etc., as they collectively shape the lived experiences of individuals and groups. As intersectionality has evolved and distinguished itself across multiple disciplines, common elements of the theory have become clear. 1. The assumption that all individuals have multiple identities that converge. 2. Within each identity is a dimension of power or oppression. And 3. Identities, though possessed by individuals, are also created by social-cultural context and thus mutable, i.e. changeable. Abrams and colleagues continue, and I'm slightly paraphrasing here, adopting intersectionality as a theoretical lens allows researchers to consider and account for the influence of social historical forces of marginalisation and understand participant identities as multidimensional and interdependent at each stage of the research process. The incorporation of intersectionality in qualitative health research can be particularly useful for work that seeks to explain experiences of and address health disparities. Another recent paper, published in 2021, led by Professor Greta Bauer, titled Intersectionality in Quantitative Research, a Systematic Review of its Emergence and Applications of Theory and Methods, also has lots of interesting insights on intersectional research methods. Bauer and colleagues highlight that while intersectionality has long been considered a primary theoretical and methodological tool for qualitative studies of identity and marginalisation, it has emerged more recently in quantitative research across disciplines, including epidemiology and public health. Bauer and colleagues also highlight that quantitative research adopting an intersectional approach needs to avoid an additive approach that considers effects of social identity singularly and assumes that effects at the intersection of identities can be understood as a sum of their parts. They continue to discuss specific statistical methods, which if you're interested in, I highly recommend you read the paper. One other insight I picked out from the Bowers paper that I thought would be useful to share is this, and again I'm paraphrasing slightly. Researchers sometimes appear to equate intersectionality with a double jeopardy hypothesis, as if it assumes greater adverse effects for marginalised positions and synergistic interactions that produce the worst outcomes at multiply marginalised intersections. Scholars note that such intersections do not necessarily have the poorest outcomes because social identities and power relations are contextual in nature. So intersectionality structures the question rather than hypothesises the answer. It's that last sentence for me that I think is really helpful for thinking about quantitative intersectional research. Intersectionality structures the question rather than hypothesises the answer. So with that, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this short snippet on intersectionality and how it applies to social science research, and that you've been enjoying listening to our December Dictionary series so far. As always, please do remember to share, subscribe, rate and review. It really does help us get the podcast out to a wider audience. Until next time, bye!